you're listening to the Ikra Book Festival 2021, bringing you fresh and innovative content in literature and authorship. Brought to you by the Art and Video Ramadan 365. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, welcome to the second Iqra Book Festival um, here in uh, 2021. Uh, it's amazing to be back again. I'm going to start with uh, some very simple verses as uh, this is a book festival. We'll start off with the most significant book of all time, of course, the Quran, Quran al-Kareem. And I'm going to just recite a few verses from the very first chapter that was revealed to our Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace be upon him. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan al-rajim, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Iqra bismi rabbika al-lazhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq. Iqra wa rabbaka al-akram, al-lazhi allama bil-qalam, allama al-insana ma'alam ya'lam, kalla inna al-insana la yadqa. This is just the first few verses of the Surah Alaq, again the, the verses that were revealed to our blessed Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Recite. In the name of your Lord, who created, created man from a clot of blood. Recite, and your Lord is the most generous, who taught man by the pen, taught man which he knew not. The first five verses of Surah Qab. And uh, I think this is very important for us to, to start off with and reflect upon, um, I say, the, the most important book uh, that we uh, ha- all have access to. Uh, the Kawthar, the fount of abundance. And these first verses are incredibly significant. Recite in the name of your Lord who created created man from, a, from a, a clinging substance. It is telling us that all existence, our very purpose, our very being, our very form of pharma be, being is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for us to understand that we come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we should read we should read in his way. We should seek knowledge. You know, there's many hadith about seeking knowledge and so on and so forth. And this festival that we have today, subhanAllah, uh, for the second time, the uh, Iqra uh, book festival, is reminders to us all about the phenomenal knowledge, the phenomenal books, the phenomenal things that are going on right now uh, in, in society, uh, especially in the UK today. I think we'll be hearing from writers from all over the world. But it's a, a reminder of, of, of us all of that first message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came down to the Prophet, uh, that Angel Jibreel brought down to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on, on, on uh, Jabal Nur, where he told us to recite, to read, um, and to read of knowledge that we don't know. And where does that come from? It comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And today we are incredibly blessed to have uh, uh, the ability to uh, uh, celebrate uh, another book festival. And it's brought to you um, by the main organization, which I am very privileged to be part of. I'm a trustee of the ARC, which has been established, believe it or not, since uh, for many of us, 1996, um, over a quarter of a century ago, that we established the ARC. And we had a lot of values and principles that we did, and we wanted to establish that. Values um, that we have uh, also include being uh, creative. Uh, we'll com- uh, combine innovative and cutting edge ideas in our approach. That's one of the values of the ARC. And we're very, alhamdulillah, blessed by an amazing team today who put together a credible program, but also just of the fact that we have a book festival that focuses on Muslims, that is from Muslim writers that it talks about all sorts of things. It doesn't have to be directly Islamic, but in any way have those values of Islam in them in some way, alhamdulillah. 
And we are so blessed to have had this now for the second year running. Um, so uh, and Alhamdulillah, this is really continuing on those values that we have being creative, uh, having quality, uh, being inclusive. Uh, and today we hope to hear from an, a number of different guests. Today's uh, program includes uh, Shirbani Basu, um, who we're talking about her um, seminal model, uh, book uh, of Victoria and Abdul, of course, of the Munshi uh, of Victoria. Uh, many of you will, will know about that story. Um, she's talking about the book that she uh, uh, that she wrote uh, uh, a couple of years ago now. Um, the, uh, following her will be Yasser Latif Hamdani, um, who will be talking about the uh, incredibly important biography of uh, a very influential man to, that has influenced most of us uh, from the subcontinent today, Jinnah Alive. Uh, that'll be followed by um, a specialist topic, uh, Frederick White will be talking about uh, from, from coming on from the National Museum of Scotland, and he'll be talking about the calligraphy and Middle Eastern lecture, uh, literature and his, uh, historical reception within Scotland. Um, and it, it goes on. I mean, I'm going to mention the last three today. Uh, tomorrow will be another list of another two or three people. It's just amazing. We've, we've expanded now. We've gone into two days. Isaan Mahmoud, we're talking about science and Islam. Musharraf Ali Farooq, The Adventures of uh, uh, Amr Hamza. Uh, Carla Powell will be coming on talking about homeland and security. A very, very... Uh, uh, topical subject in uh, today's Muslims' lives. Tomorrow we have lots of things from somebody asked me to talk about summers under the tamarind trees. You know, we're looking forward to some phenomenal recipes that we can all follow. Riding a donkey backwards by Lokman Ali. The two sandals by Etso Shutsma. Uh, Tim McIntosh Smith will be uh, talking about his book Travels with a Tangerine. Uh, trees of the of pearls, the extraordinary patronage of the 13th century Egypt slave. Uh, a message from the East. Uh, and Abdul Hakim Murad will be closing at the conference with his traveling home essays on Islam and Europe. So much to look forward to. Firstly, I want to introduce uh, Dr. Uh, Zainab Khan. Um, she is, uh, uh, by her own admission, uh, Glasgow uh, born and bred. Um, she's a psychiatrist in Manchester now. Uh, so we've lost her to England, unfortunately, um, with a specialist interest in uh, the aging brain. So I will be a, a, a fantastic um, model for her. Uh, and she enjoys, uh, enjoys working out horror movies and a good coffee. I'm not sure that's all at the same time, Zainab, but um, I'll let you uh, explain that one. I've got my cup of tea. So I'm going to leave you with, with Zainab in the capable hands of Zainab, uh, inshallah. And um, uh, she'll introduce our very first guest for the 2021 Ikra Book Festival. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you uh, for that introduction, Sajibai. Um very excited to be a part of this festival, first time uh, for me, and to be holding the first session. Um, so, one honour. Um, without sort of wasting any further time, we'll be discussing our first book, which is The Secrets to Infinite Success, 99 Life Lessons for Young Muslims, um, with the author, Dr. Sadia Mohammed. Now, Dr. Sadia Mohammed lives in Scotland, um, with her husband and two daughters. She is a consultant, child and adolescent psychiatrist as well. Um, so she, other than also being a psychiatrist, um, she also co-hosts the YouTube channel Gupshup with um, Dr. Sadia and Dr. Summon, which is an Urdu uh, chat show on YouTube talking about mental illness um, and mental health issues in Pakistani soap operas and dramas, which is, is really interesting. Um, she loves Islamic learning and uh, delving into self-development in that field. Um, 
she wrote her book uh, Secrets to Infinite Success, 99 Lessons for Young Muslims for her two daughters, which I'm sure we'll hear about soon inshallah, and other people like them. Um, so Dr. Sadia, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, how are you today? Assalamu alaikum Zainab. Um, Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad, not bad. So you've, you've written this book. Um, tell us a bit about from your the author's perspective. What is this book about? What, what can the, the reader expect? Yeah, okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yasirli amri. Um, again, just want to say it's a pleasure to be here and um, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, so yeah, the book um, is really, if, maybe if I, if it's okay Zainab, if I start with how, what inspired me to write the book, if, is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, I wrote the book for my two daughters, for Mariam and Salsabil. Um, Mariam's 10 and Salsabila's 5. Uh, and really my, my sort of purpose for, for writing the book, it's something that I'd always wanted to do since, you know, having children, I think, um, was to, you know, um, pass over guidance and advice, you know, to my children um, about how to live their life with the end in mind. You know, how to live their life with, um, you know, their purpose, of life in mind. So really the book is um, about advice from a parent to a child, um, you know, of how how to do that. Um, and so it's very much rooted in our faith, in the Islamic faith, but also draws on the lessons that I've learned in my life. Um, so as we know, there's so many things in life, you know, that we don't get taught, whether at school or at home, um, and you really just have to learn them through sheer experience, you know, the hard way, you know, painful way sometimes. So really, um, you know, I'd, I really wanted to, you know, um, pass those on to my children. And obviously we do that as, as parents, you know, we all try and do that verbally, but we don't know how long we're going to be alive. We don't know if we're going to be, you know, around when our, our kids are older. So I really wanted to put something in writing so that they had something to refer back to. Um, but I also kind of thought it would be maybe helpful for other young people as well. Um, you know, maybe they could benefit from it. Uh, and also, inshallah, you know, hopefully it will serve as a sadaqajaria for me in the future. You know, any any knowledge that benefits others after you pass away will, inshallah, benefit you. That's amazing. Um, have you got some passages that you could possibly read out to the audience? From yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to read the first um, chapter, which actually sets the premise for the book. So maybe if is it okay if I say a, a wee bit about that first? Um, so, yeah, so the, the fundamental premise of the book is really about this idea of in, infinite success and how we uh, achieve that. So I basically try and define that in the first chapter. Um, so I sort of talk about what is, you know, what is success or actually more, you know, the idea that, you know, um, of success that, you know generally we we hear of um you know the popular idea it's something that you know it's what's what happens in your life in your lifetime right and so when you die it's you know that's it basically yeah um but for us as muslims we know that you know death is is not the end yeah it's really the beginning of your 
you know, your eternal life, your never-ending life, the infinite life. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us in the Quran that, you know, the greatest success is that you, uh, you know, that you're granted Jannah after you pass away. So really, I want, I sort of brought that together um, and sort of, um, and I suppose this kind of concept of infinite success that, you know, which is success in this life, but also then, you know, the next, the, the, the eternal life. Um, and really that's something that we should as, you know, inshallah as Muslims um, have as our mindset. Um, and then basically with that, how do we go about achieving success is really based on, on two things, um, which is having the right intention. So always having the intention that, you, you know, whatever you do is to worship Allah, is to, is to please Allah. Um, and then everything you do has to be in accordance with what Allah has asked us to do. Um, so observing the halal and the haram and basically doing that for every action of your life will make everything in your life count towards achieving infinite success yeah so um so yeah so that's basically um the, that's the first chapter and then the rest of the chapters kind of build on that and it's basically kind of you know realizations tools um life lessons that help you on that to develop that mindset further and to help achieve, you know, infinite succession, inshallah. So yes, yeah. that you had, you had um, sorry, you made certain chapters, hadn't you? So is that sort of a, a passageway, a transition in, in your in your mind from where you started, in terms of starting with yourself <laughs> and then moving on? Yeah, I think I just, um, yeah. So I'm not. Um, it was more I was trying to kind of organize I suppose the book <laughs> to make it kind of um, easier to read so I tried to kind of group um, a certain concepts together so I wouldn't say that you know some of I've not done it in a kind of in a in a sort of order of importance as such I don't think but just as a in a way just to make it flow yeah. Um, so yeah, do, do please read us something from the yeah. book okay so I've got three passages but you can tell me how many you'd like me to read so I chose um the first passage which is the start of one of the chapters I want to share with you an incredible divine formula for infinite success in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a mind-blowing promise he subhanahu wa ta'ala says if you are grateful I shall most certainly give you more this is so powerful because the maker of the promise is none but God. And so for sure, the promise is true and the result is guaranteed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to be grateful and we all have so much to be grateful for. Not only for the big things in our life, like our faith, family, home, school, friends, provisions, opportunities, but all the things we're not even conscious of on a daily basis. Think of the perfect alignment of the solar system that enables us to have night and day, the abundance of the air we breathe, the teeny tiny cells inside us where chemical reactions take place to keep our bodies working. The blessings of God upon us are so limitless that we can never ever count or be aware of them in totality. But we need to have the attitude of being grateful for what we can perceive and develop the ability to consciously look for more things to be grateful for. When you recognize the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you need to be grateful for them in your heart by truly recognizing and acknowledging them, on your tongue by praising and thanking him, 
and in your actions by using what he has given you according to what's halal and haram and by doing good to please him. When you do this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees that he will give you more. But note this, he didn't specify what he will give you more of. He did not restrict this. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you more of everything that's good for you and will keep on giving in this life and the next. You just need to be grateful. So show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Truly feel the blessings he has bestowed you with and be grateful to him in your heart, words and actions. Be constantly grateful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you more of what you need in your life. That was one of the passages and that was directly from Quran. Um, and then I thought I might read one more passage which is more about um, sort of my own reflections and <laughs> life lessons. Yeah. Um, so this is um, from chapter three. One of the most important things I want you to do is to never have regrets. Regrets can be painful, really painful. The feeling of wondering what could have happened if you had done X or if you had gone for Y or if you ha only had enough guts at the time to do what you really wanted. I really don't like having this feeling and in realizing this, I've tried hard not to have regrets in my own life. This has played a really powerful role for me. It has helped me to make many important decisions from pursuing my career choice to asking if someone, your dad, <laughs> would marry me. At times it requires courage. But where does this courage come from? Think about what happens when we want to do something that seems a bit risky or scary. We tend to focus on all the negatives. Our mind constantly tells us, what if this bad thing happens or that bad thing happens? But suppose, rather than ruminating on what could go wrong when you take a certain step, you instead shift your focus to the amazing possibilities that could come out of taking that action. In that case, you would have a very different experience. When you focus on the desirable outcome, on the pleasure and satisfaction you will experience when you come through the other side, then this becomes bigger than your fear and gives you the energy and courage to do what it takes. Even if you still feel anxiety, and often you will at some level, then just feel the fear and do it anyway. Anything meaningful that you will ever want to achieve in life will be on the other side of fear. You have to walk through that door of fear to get there. You may feel uncomfortable, but when you come out the other side, you will experience such a sense of achievement that any discomfort will either completely dissipate or become insignificant in the face of what you have just done. And what's even more exciting is that you'll be left with the feeling, if I've managed this, what else can I do? New doors of possibilities will begin to open up and you will feel ready to take on new and exciting challenges, inshallah. Oh, uh, I just I feel ready to go now after hearing you read, you know, I'm so motivated. Um, so great extracts there about gratitude and then regrets and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Um, so yeah, they, they were really good. Um, thank you for that. And yeah, there's a comment here that says the book is a must read. I definitely think it is. Um, but a little bit more about the book in itself, the cover. So tell us about the cover. Yeah. So no, the, yeah, the cover. Um, alhamdulillah, uh, the cover is just as I wanted it to be. I really had a very 
specific idea of what I wanted it to be. And Alhamdulillah, the, uh, the book designer, Malik Asad, he worked tirelessly with me. You know, full credit to him. He worked so hard and uh, was so patient with me and really kept going until, uh, you know, I, I, I felt it was, it was perfect for me. So the, the cover yet shows a, a mountain and that's really um, very... Um, close to, to, to my heart on a personal level I, I feel the mountains are you know an amazing um creation of Allah they're you know they're so awe-inspiring like whenever I'm near a mountain I feel so full of awe for you know um uh for Allah and, and, and I'm reminded of his greatness but also the imagery of um you know going up the mountain and, and reaching the top um it has so many um, you know parallels or uh, you know it symbolizes that process of achieving any kind of goal or any kind of success really um, and then I think you know and, and for me it kind of symbolizes this this quest for infinite success so what, what do you do when you want to you know when you have a goal and you want to reach the top of a mountain you know you you have you have your vision you know where you want to get to you have a strategy you know you want to you need you know you need to know how you're going to get there you need to know what turns to take, what to do, what not to do. You need to actually tread that path. You need to take the steps, right? You need to you know, put the effort in. Um, and you need to keep going. Even when it's difficult, you need to keep going. And that's, you know, just like, you know, um, uh, trying to achieve the infinite success, you know, to be with in Jannah with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we need to follow the path of Islam, the straight path. We need to, you know, um, watch for the halal and the haram. We need to, you know, persevere. We need to keep going, and then when you get to the top, um, you'll see that the 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 girl at the top, she's got her hands up in dua. So even when you get to the top, you know, you remember God. <laughs> Sorry, I get quite emotional when I talk about things that are close to my heart. But basically, even when you get to the top of any kind of, you know, of any kind of goal that you achieve. It's always about remembering Allah and connecting to him and thanking him because you couldn't have done it without him. And even in, even in Jannah, in Quran, we know that, um, you know, the, the words of the people of Jannah are going to be, Subhanakallahumma, you know, God do her, how perfect are you, you know, so it's really... Um, I'm really so grateful to the to brother Malik Asad for you know getting the book just as I wanted. And actually, just to tell you something um, a bit um, interesting, the actual girl on top of the yeah. next there. So um, Malik actually um, he actually photographed his niece. <laughs> so he got her to pose and photograph, and then put her on top of the um, on the mountain. So it's just lovely. Alhamdulillah, I'm really pleased with it. Thank you know, Alhamdulillah, um, and I hope. And others appreciate it as well. There's other things as well, but um, yeah, that that's kind of some of the insights yeah. into that. I, I was actually going to ask, is that you? Yeah, not a lot younger. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> my daughter's my daughter's age. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, when I when I saw the cover, like much like what you said, it just it felt like you know you can overcome those hardships. You know climbing to the top of the mountain may not necessarily be the easiest thing. There's lots of rocks and hard, you know, bits and places that might part. And there's clouds that are going to cloud up your vision and you won't be able to see. But when you get to the top, there's sort of light and 
you know, you've got hope, there's hope. That's what the cover really said to me um, anyway. But no, it's a, it's a beautiful cover. Um, you mentioned that you wrote the book for your daughters and sort of young people like them. What, what audience were you targeting? What was your target audience? Yeah, so prim primarily it was for, for my uh, daughters and, and I thought other young Muslims. I mean, um, you know, my eldest daughter is 10 and she, she has read the book. Um, but I kind of thought kind of, um, you know, late childhood, early sort of teens. Um, but actually, I think, you know, there's um, the lessons in there are applicable to everyone, really. And I've had lots of people that have adults that have read it and have said that they've taken away, you know, so much from it. Alhamdulillah, all by the grace of Allah. Um, and actually, I think even um, although it's rooted in, you know, the Islamic faith, um, you know, I couldn't have written it with, without it being based on Islam, obviously. But um, I think there's so much in there for even for non-Muslims, you know, that um, that they can take away. Yeah, and you, so, you, inshallah. Mentioned that, you mentioned that in the book that this is for anyone really, even though it has specifically um, yeah. non-Muslims and Islam, that it's very, it is very generalizable. Um, inshallah. Yeah, and definitely, and I got the sense that some adults, <laughs> certainly myself, would benefit from reading this a few times, not just once. So yeah, what did your daughter think of it? You said you the has read it. Yeah, no, Mariam's read it. Um, I think she was uh, quietly quite blown away. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think what she what she took away from it certainly was the idea of um being grateful. You know, and the importance of being grateful. And actually, we have this. Um, we've kind of set this up. It's a practice, really, like almost a, a daily a gratitude journal that on the way to school, you know, um, and I talk about this in the book, um, but what we do is on the way to school, you know, I'll ask, um, I'll ask her, you know, tell me three things that you're grateful for. Um, and it'll, and they have to be three different things every day. <laughs> you know, they can't be the same ones. So you really have to think about it. You know, I have to look conscious and look for more things to be grateful yeah. for. And it's really interesting because it knew she'll come up with things that you wouldn't otherwise have necessarily thought about, you know, like she'll talk about lampposts or windows or, you know, um, so really, alhamdulillah, you know, so it really is developing that um, sense of being grateful and, you know, always, always remembering Allah after that, alhamdulillah, that he's given us all these blessings. And the other thing we do is when they come from school, we try and, um, you know, I try and ask them, you know, tell me about one, tell me about the most positive part of your day you know what was the what's the best thing about your day so again you're training them to kind of look for the positives you know um and um you know to develop that kind of positive mindset uh, and to be grateful and we know that though that has so much uh, so many benefits for our well-being as well you know so I think that's definitely been one thing but also she she did say to me she goes oh I need to work on making apologies <laughs> so talk about how you know making apologies and accepting apologies are so important um on this path, so certainly, I think she was <laughs> planning to. <laughs> Always interesting to hear what 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 your ch ch child thinks of what you've done. So that must be great. I just want to remind everybody in the audience that if they want, they've got any questions, they can use the chat function um, to ask any questions um, for Dr. Sadia. Um, so I guess writing a book in itself, uh, I've heard authors describe it as quite a journey in themselves um 
did you learn anything yourself from writing the book either from writing it or you know hearing other people talking about it so apart from the <clears throat> the lessons in the book which are equally applicable to me do you know what I mean and um you know and I say that at the beginning of the you know the book is a disclaimer that you know I'm I'm also on this path I'm still trying to you know follow the advice I've given myself but I think um aside from that um I suppose a reflection I've had is that I think I'm someone that I, I don't I, I don't um I, I don't value myself that much like I don't have a high sense of myself and I don't know maybe it doesn't come across that way you know especially people that know me you know they probably think I'm very you know confident and assertive and accomplished but it's about how I feel about myself right so I, I know how I feel about myself and when I was writing the book you know it was so like you get so um you know you're so submerged in it you know when you're writing it and you, you can't always tell the wood from the tree so I wasn't actually sure how it how it was sounding or how it was going to turn out you know completely even when it was edited and you know and someone else had looked at it um but so what I did was I was published in July this year but I didn't actually read it again until just last week uh, and then when I read it I actually thought you know subhanallah this is really nice <laughs> you know I thought you know this has something that's that's valuable and and I just thanked Allah you know because honestly it's all by his grace that he allowed me to do this and inshallah you know he accepts it and he makes it better to other people so that was one sort of reflection um, I'd be interested to know which one of the lessons do you find the hardest or oh. which... <laughs> um well I'm not sure that there's one I think there's um there's loads of things I say I'm on this path as well do you know I'm not I'm not an expert at all and we can never be we can never achieve perfection because that's only for Allah with Allah, but I would say that um, maybe the um, you know the idea that when you're in a in a what you perceive as a negative situation, yeah, or maybe when things are not going the way that you'd planned, when you're in that kind of challenging um, sort of um, situation, you know, how do you re react to that? How do you respond to that? Um, that I think that's still a challenge for me sometimes. I like actually you know reminding myself that this isn't just a random thing that's happened <laughs> you know, nothing is random even if you're standing in the queue in the supermarket and you're you know you're at the checkout you need to be somewhere and this person in front of you is taking ages you know and I, I have to consciously remind myself this is not random Allah me, you know, Allah's put me in the situation and there's a reason for it and it's it you know how I need to he's watching how I you know how I react to this or what is it that I still need to learn you know um you know about myself or, or 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 about you know uh about life what what else do I still need to you know um change about myself so I think that is something that's still you know that's still there for me definitely you know um you know taking the lessons you know um um from when things are not working out <laughs> I think it's lesson eight I think it's roughly eight in chapter two and it's it says that you are the way you are for a real reason. I think that's the one that really stood out to me. Like even just sort of going into my thirties, starting to feel a bit comfortable with who I am. You know, I kind of wish that I had somebody telling me that when I was a kid and having those lessons to guide me. So um, yeah, it's just, I think all of them are, you know, 
that's a really powerful one actually because if you can if you can if we can all sort of internalize that I think it's so liberating you know if you can just accept really that Allah has decided everything for you your blessings and your challenges and he's decided that for everybody else as well so you can't compare yourself with anybody else you know but um um, it's so easy to get caught up in that, isn't it? So it really is. Um, inshallah, may Allah help us all with, with that, you know. But quite a lot of questions that have come in, but um, I, I still want to ask you one more because I'm a bit nosy. What do, you, what, what do you like to do when you're not writing and how do you manage all, all of your activities? <laughs> um, again, it's all, it's all by the, the grace of Allah, honestly, but I think absolutely my, uh, you know, my husband is extremely... Uh, supportive I think we've got a really nice partnership um so alhamdulillah you know I give total credit to, to my husband um but what I like to do actually or what, I, what I've been doing certainly for over this year is as you mentioned I, I, I co-host a YouTube channel um called Cup Shop with Dr Sadi and Dr Summon so it's myself and my really um dear friend uh, Dr Summon Khan who's also a child and adolescent psychiatrist um, and basically, we um, publish videos um, discussing kind of popular Pakistani dramas and the portrayal of mental illness. Um, so we kind of started this. It's just when we, we both love Pakistani dramas and it's something that, you know, we would always discuss. And over the last maybe five to ten years, there's been so much, some really powerful portrayals, you know, of, of mental illness coming through. Um, and we thought we needed to, you know, take that out to the community and to raise awareness because there's just still so much stigma um, and lack of knowledge really about these things in our community. So it was really bizarre way of kind of trying to engage with the community in a culturally sort of accessible way and, and to educate and also to empower um, people as well to, you know, to, to support their mental health. So important, yeah. Um, and then you're also a psychiatrist and you're a mom as well. So... Yeah. <laughs> You've got your hands full, so I mean, I don't know how you do it, um, but mashallah, you know. Yeah. Um, got someone asking, any advice would you give anyone looking to write their first book? So I think, you know, the first thing, first off for anything really is about just make, you know, clarifying your intention, you know, um, making something purely for this for the sake of Allah um you know that is the start of the barakah really the blessing of the process and then I would say it's definitely right about something that you're passionate about if you're passionate about it you'll get it done you know you will find the the energy you know the time uh, to give to it you know that's something that you're really your heart's not in you know it, it will be a struggle um and then one of the, the key things I sort of took on board when I wrote the book was really to write it in a in a very sort of straightforward way um you know in terms of I I try and speak to the the reader um and I think that was um that was um quite good advice that I got and I think that was that really helped but if you're trying if you if you if you're you know if, you, if your plan is to write like a self-help type type of book yeah yeah Got quite an interesting question here. When you're feeling very low, how can you encourage positivity in children and in adults? If you're feeling low, right, so as a as an adult or a or a child, 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of ways to answer that, but I guess in a very simple way, um, what we would say is that we know that our feelings and our thoughts and our behaviour are all linked. Yeah. So if you if there's a change in one, there will be a change in the other. And usually the easiest thing to change when you're feeling down and you're, you know, you're feeling down, your mood's affected, your thoughts are affected, you don't want to do things, but the easiest thing to change is your behaviour. So if you can just try and do, you know, make sure that you're not just sitting and not doing stuff, even if you feel that way, but make effort, you know, to be active, to do things, to keep routine, you know, to make yourself go out or just, you know, keep busy. Inshallah, that in itself will affect your thoughts and affect your, your mood, inshallah. Yeah, not maybe not immediately, but, you know, when you keep doing it, inshallah. Um. I'm going to hand it back over to Brother Sajid, who's going to continue asking the questions because they're flowing in. Um, but thank you so much, Dr. Sadia. Yeah, I'll leave you in his capability. Uh, thank you, Zainab. Zainab, Zainab, uh, Zainab uh, for that uh, fantastic uh, start to the festival and uh, for our first panellist, uh, Dr. Sadia. Assalamualaikum, Sadia. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you opening up the festival uh, in such a fantastic manner. Uh, and uh, with a wonderful book, uh, which inshallah will benefit um, many people around the world. Um, so we've we've um, had a few questions and comments coming in. Uh, I think um, Zainab read one of the initial comments from uh, an Abdul Aziz who's saying that he's read the book and it's a must have, um, which is a lovely comment um, uh, for, for him to make. Um, uh, just on that, what has been the response uh, to, to your book overall? How, how have you found so far? I mean, it's obviously been fairly recent, but... Um, how have you found it? Yeah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, again, by the, by the grace of Allah, you know, it's, um, I've had really positive feedback, um, you know, a lot of people um, saying that they've really, um, you know, connected with what I've said, and, um, you know, it's really, um, you know, they've, it's really either, um, uh, you know, um, reminded them of, of things that they, they need to be doing or they've learned things, you know, um, and, um, you know, and, I, and I, I really love to hear what people say. And that's really like whenever people speak to me about it, I always say, well, what did you take away? Because I really love to hear how everyone's going to be, you know, affected maybe a bit slightly differently depending on their own journey. So it's really lovely to hear stories like that. I think um, so um, a lot of people I actually gifted the book to. Um, and uh, I think some people um, are still read, uh, working their way through, <laughs> trying to mm -hmm. digest it a bit, a bit at a time. So hopefully I'll, I'll hear from them as well. Um, I guess that's the good, the good part of it, though. It's not something you'd necessarily have to just sit there and read through, but it's something you dip yeah. into um, uh, whenever you, you require maybe some gems in life. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we've had a question from Iman um, who's asking, uh, um, we, we put the link up uh, for all our um, uh, uh, viewers today um, for, uh, I think there was a, a UK link I've just tried to put up just now to the book, but quite frankly, if you just uh, uh, put it into Amazon, um, which is what I did, uh, put the book title in, it comes up straight away so you can get it on Amazon. Is there any other platforms that you're hoping to try and get the book at? Will, will we perhaps see your book on a, on a, a, book, uh, a shop, bookshop shelf at some, some point? Um, actually, at the moment, I think it's Amazon's the main place that I'm, that's really being sold at. There may be other book distributors. Um, 
so I, I haven't actually I don't I don't I haven't got it as far as book um, bookshops or anything. Um, no, that's fair enough. I think most people are now selling on Amazon anyway. Um, and uh, there was another sort of follow up question from uh, Abdulaziz. Uh, so we haven't got much time left, so I'm going to fire straight into it. Uh, when I, when I read the book, uh, you mentioned uh, that your uh, past past sorry that your past has nothing to do with your future. Uh, would you elaborate? <laughs> but can you mention mention that your your past has nothing to do with your future? Uh, would you elaborate on that? Maybe it's so I think something? Um, I think um, so I think obviously with my um, psychiatry on <laughs> your past has everything to do with um, how you are, but it doesn't necessarily define your future. Absolutely, ah. but but I think what the brother is saying is that I think maybe he's talking about um, you know if there's you know we all make mistakes in life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his, you know, you know, in his, um, you know, being the most forgiving, um, you know, he has allowed us a way out of that, you know, if you've made mistakes, and we all have, you know, that if you seek forgiveness, you know, genuine forgiveness, and you amend your ways, then, you know, your future shouldn't be affected by your past, you know, you can put that to rest, you know, you don't need to feel any shackles, you don't need to be shackled by guilt, and you can move on. So inshallah, I think that's maybe what he's um, referring to, but if not, I can think glaze with him. I think I know who it is <laughs> for further um, clarification. Jazakallah khair, Sadia, for that. It's been uh, most uh, informative, interesting. For more podcasts, search for RR365 wherever you get your podcasts.